greetings and welcome to Radio Wasteland. Uh, we still haven't figured out a catchphrase for our show, but we basically cover any sort of legends, hauntings, UFOs, and the general unexplained. If you have a good catchphrase for our show, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call and shout it out to us. Give us a call and shout it out. Ow. Uh, continuing news at the top of the hour. A purportedly haunted ma- uh, property in Melvern, Iowa, will be the star of a supernatural reality TV series on TLC called Paranormal Lockdown. The show's premise is that the hosts will spend 72 hours straight inside the locations, living, eating, sleeping, and everything else, while trying to find the proof of a haunting. Once a booming hotel in the 1800s, as train travel declined, the hotel was forced to close its doors and was converted into a convalescence home and minimum care facility. One of the more famous ghosts said to haunt the building is Grace, a patient who spent her life living in the building. A patient at the care facility, Grace suffered from both schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder. Staff would often report hearing a man's voice from Grace's room chanting, The devil's coming to get me. Also in haunted or non-haunted real estate news, there seems to be a trend in real estate agents listing their properties as not haunted. Apparently a humorous way of saying that the house is run down. One Coeur d'Alene, Idaho home was advertised with a for sale sign out front with not haunted on it. And the ad openly states that there's a lot of ventilation. <laughs> For those who missed it, the ghosts of the ghost of Spuds McKenzie made a return in an ad during the Super Bowl. The ghost of alcohol's favorite pooch helped a boring sober guy realize that he should be tying one on with his friends. <clears throat> Brian Cox, a University of Manchester particle physicist and media personality hosting such shows as Horizon and Wonders of the Solar System, has come out as saying that the Large Hadron Collider has proven that ghosts don't exist. He was quoted as saying, If we want some sort of pattern that carries information about our living cells to persist, then we must specify precisely what medium carries that pattern. We must, in other words, invent an extension to the standard model of particle physics that has escaped detection at the Large Hadron Collider. Famed astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson replied, If I understand what you just declared, you just asserted that CERN, the European Center for Nuclear Research, disproved the existence of ghosts. To which Cox said, yes. Other physicists say Cox is being a tad presumptuous. Bob Jacobson, a professor of physics at UC Berkeley, responded with the idea with, We still don't know whether or not axions exist. How do you know ghosts aren't made of axions? I think I think Cox is wrong. You think Cox is wrong? Yeah. Why is that? There's ghosts. There has to be ghosts. There has to be, and he didn't prove nothing. That didn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I, I thought so, too. I, I think that um, I felt that this was a pathetic attempt. Don't get me wrong. I'm way into science. Love the science. But it's a pathetic attempt of science to latch on to something topical and fun. Yeah, I yeah. think they need to switch the collider into reverse. They need to reverse the collider. Reverse the collider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to Why does science always say that? Why does science always say if they didn't see something, it's not there. But then when they do finally find something, they don't say we were wrong last time we said it wasn't there because we didn't see it, right? Right, right. So, and um, and that's really kind of anti the scientific method. 
You know, the scientific method, the premise behind the scientific method is that you're building a, you know, massive amount of information based off of what you do know. You're not making assumptions about what you don't know. Yep. You know. I think that would be ego getting in the way of science. Yeah, or fun marketing, like you said, Chauncey. Yeah. And I think that because we're in marketing, we kind of know that sometimes they're newsjacking. Absolutely. Newsjacking yeah. is exactly what they're doing, yep. I think. Yeah. And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is a... Expert, expert newsjacker. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you didn't notice, all of our news this evening was about ghosts. Last week, we were hoping to get to ghosts, and one of our listeners from Moraga, California, a Jet Walsh, was very upset that we didn't get to ghosts. So, Jet, tonight's entire show is about ghosts, and for you, Jet, and just for you. Plug your ears if it gets scary. All right, so do you got some good ghost stories for us here? Well, yeah, I do, but uh, you know, I I think first we'll we'll address do you believe in ghosts? I personally do. Do you believe in ghosts? You don't have to tell me the experience yet, but do you believe in them from experience or from you know, sometimes we just know so many people who who believe in them that we can't help but to back up those that yeah. we hear. For me it would be both. Definitely. It would be both. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Joe? You believe in ghosts? Man, I don't want a radio to like the whole world to say I believe in ghosts, but I think I believe in ghosts. Uh, the whole world just went, oh my God, Joe yeah, believes in Joe ghosts. Joe believes in ghosts. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, most of the world just went, who but, the hell's Joe? Oh, who the hell's Joe? <laughs> but, but having said that, I did see a um, entertainmentary or documentary fakey thing about mermaids. On mm. and I now totally believe in mermaids. Mm. So I'm not sure I'm the best judge of what's a uh, what's real or not. Right? Because right. I totally believe in mermaids now. Just after yeah, that you're one on the show. After that yeah. one yeah. show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Totally. <laughs> I saw this clip on YouTube. Did you know Iron Man is real? Yeah. See. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I've even had my own experiences, and I'm not entirely sure if I believe them because you know they could be many number of things. Uh, other than that, that, you know, maybe wishful thinking on my part, maybe, you yeah. know, well, like in the in the news story we just heard, this woman was schizophrenic and had multiple personalities, you know, Lord knows. That she, leads to skepticism right there. Yeah, she. Absolutely. Right. You know, she heard all sorts of things I've never heard. Yeah. Now, she was the one they were saying was haunted, you know, so, I mean, we're not believing her story, but the mere fact that there are people out there who have these sicknesses, you know, make... Yeah, and when something happens to you and you can look around and not find a, a logical explanation within just a few seconds, you know, the more you think about it, the more you start thinking, am I crazy? And right. Then you start to think, you become your own skeptic. Right. right. So, so I think it's an interesting question of what are ghosts, though. I, I've got, I wanted to bring up a few theories here. That sounds good. Yeah, but before I do that, let's let's let people know the number to call in. Yeah, because we'd love to hear your story. So, Absolutely. so give us a call at five three zero six zero five four five six seven. That's five three zero six zero five four five six seven, and share your ghost story with us or your disbelief. I'm interested in that too. Yeah. So, so are ghosts all of these things or are these theories? You know, no good. So let me throw a few out. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw them out as questions. So one is, um, are ghosts spirits of dead people? I think by definition, I think. I think they could be, but not necessarily. Or are they apparitions of interdimensional beings? In my mind, that would be something different. Okay. 
What what do you think? I mean, I think well, the, both those things could be along the same lines, but I also think a lot of these spirits could have been around a lot longer than humankind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we right? So because you know, I think of Amityville Horror. Remember Amityville Horror? Yes. Right? And <laughs> and so that house is called haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, terrible things happen. So are there ghosts? Because things? the land was haunted. Yeah, because the land was haunted. Mm-hmm. Or, but they also talk about kind of maybe a demonic spirit that possessed uh, what's his name that killed his whole family there. Yeah, right? yeah. I I actually you know so what surprisingly was surprisingly enough I actually know a little bit about Amityville. We're not well, surprised. I'm, I'm the resident horror movie fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amityville initially was a guy who went around and, and killed his family. This is he he went to prison for it. Uh, over the years, his story changed, and so we never got the real story of right. of why he did it. The reason why we think he might have been haunted when he initially did the killing was that everybody, including multiple people in the same room, were laying in their beds, and in order for him to shoot all of the people, they would have been woken up by the gunshots. So the idea, okay. and they weren't drugged. So the idea was that they were some sort of trance or some sort of ghostly thing was going on there. Mm -hmm. And then since then, there's been a lot of ghost stories. Ghost stories and haunting. And so are those ghost stories the hauntings of the people there or the evil spirits that were there to begin with? To cause the initial thing. To cause the initial thing, right? Okay, so let's... A mixture of them. uh, Residue. Let's... What's theory? Which one do I do? Okay, so angels and demons. Angels and demons. Yeah. There you go. You know, I was thinking a lot about this before the show that, you know, there are definitely two schools of of ghosts people. There are the religious and the secular. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, shows like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that. They're chasing around ghosts. They're doing their thing. And while they might be, you know, of some kind of religion, I don't know what, but they don't really talk about it or, or deal with that. And then on the flip side, we have, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who I brought some clips from tonight, who are, you know, demonologists that worked with the Catholic Church, and they're all about, you know, praying the ghost away and and stuff like that. They're two kind of whole different dogmas about ghosts going on there. Right. But if it's ghost hunters going after the same uh, incident that the Catholic Church is, are they just going to be calling it demonic possession because they're the Catholic Church? Oh, so is it, it's like the eye of the beholder, a rose by any name is still a rose, so yeah. he's naming it, right? Right, right. Well, yeah. I, I guess the church argument would be anything that's unnatural is not the a church, and therefore well, yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can exercise that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so number four. Um, let's, four doesn't make any sense to me. Residual haunting. So ghost sightings are a recording of the past, a traumatic event playing oh, itself yeah, out. Left as, over from yeah. an incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear all kinds of stuff about that, like Civil War battles, ghost ships, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's two possible deals for that. I think we, we covered both of them a little bit before. And one is that it's like the energy residuals of the existence. So it's not actually a ghost. It's more like an echo. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout existence. A kind of wave, like a sound wave that right, just keeps right. traveling. And then the other is the stone tape, where the idea is that the traumatic experience got burned into the surroundings like a record, and that experience draws those sounds and stuff mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. of the the surrounding stuff. So I don't know if this gets too crazy, because um, you being a science nut, 
I'm sure you know about some of the theories out there that all of our reality is just like being played on a CD, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've heard that those theories. And so what is that? Does that mean that uh, in that echo ghost thing, it's just a, you know, a skipping of the record? You know, maybe. Um, you know, being a science guy, I've thought about, um, and I'm not sure if we're coming up on break here or not, but, uh, well, why don't we come back to this after break and... Uh, We'll get into it. You're listening to Radio Wasteland. Good evening. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Wasteland. Talking about things like ghosts and the fabric of reality tonight. Yes. How how thick is the fabric of reality is the question. Or how thin. How thin is the fabric. Mm-hmm. I guess we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Chauncey Haworth, your co-host with Chris Brist. Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin, our co-host and our what elusive. Am I? You're the elusive producer. I'm the elusive producer, Joe McKenna. Joseph McKenna, are you Joseph or a uh, Jobert? I'm Joseph. All right. But Joseph dropped off because I couldn't spell it until I was in like seventh grade. So, That's funny. Yeah. We went <laughs> yeah. to Joe as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah. with a name like Chauncey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, don't care. I only recently became Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So uh, we were discussing ghosts and whether or not they exist. If you have a view about this or a ghost story, hopefully, to share with us, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call at 530-605-4567. And uh, I think we left off on what exactly are ghosts. And, um, you know, uh, scientists seem to have jumped to the conclusion and broken their own rule and said that ghosts don't exist. And I don't really see why. Um, A lot of the time they cite Harry Houdini as their reason why. So Hmm. when Harry Houdini died, he said that he was going to come back, that that was the greatest magic trick and he was going to do it he was going to escape death he was going to come back and here's how he was going to prove it he told his mom a secret word and that when he came back he would say that secret word to his mom and to the point when she died she said that she never ever heard the secret word and this was always the scientist's argument that if anybody could escape death houdini could (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and therefore, that's hard science, right that's hard science yeah. for you. Uh, we got a clip for you about Bill Nye, or from Bill Nye, about what he feels about ghosts. I'll tell you, I don't think there is any such thing. I don't think there's anything to be afraid of when it comes to ghosts. Uh, you know, I'm a member of both the Skeptics and the C- Council for Scientific Inquiry, and we have looked and looked for haunted houses for ghosts in cemeteries, for psychics who believe they're in touch with uh, people who are dead. And there's absolutely no credible evidence. There's no reason to believe that there are ghosts or life after death. People have tried and tried. But what happens to humans, we, our brains are so active. We imagine so many things, and we're always looking for cause and effect. That is to say, when you hear a bump in the night, you want to know what caused it. You want to know what brought it on. And the first thing you might imagine is that there's somebody or some entity out there causing this effect, the bump, but you can't see it. 
So then we intuitively or instinctively, for ancient reasons, uh, put a pattern on it. We imagine it has an agent, as we call it, that there's something out there, some agent is causing this. But it could be the wind blew and knocked the candle over and there's no ghosts and just to get over it. Don't be afraid of that. There are no ghosts. Sorry. And your friends who believe in ghosts, uh, you can outwit them. You will be ahead of them because you will not waste energy running around looking for ghosts. Instead, you'll close the window to keep the candle from blowing over whatever made your friend believe in a ghost. Carry on. I'm sorry, but it seems to be apparently this is all you get. So there you go, definitive answer from the science guy. Bill Nye the science guy. It doesn't get any more credible than that. <laughs> I think there's something to that, what he's saying, though, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I, I do. But I don't think it disproves. But I, I do. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Occam's razor. You know, the most obvious answer most of the time is the answer. But most sometimes time. it's yeah. not the answer. Yeah. And, you know, you ever watch those TV shows where they'll do the optical illusions and, you know, trick your mind like it looks like a chair, but then when you look from a different perspective, it's really four pieces of wood nowhere near in oh, the yeah. same place to yeah, make yeah, a chair, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so our brains do have an incredible power to try to close the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you definitely can see where that incredible power to close the gap could be responsible for a lot of ghost stories. So what do you think about what he was saying about an ancient instinctive sort of fear? You know, I mean, uh, I have a small dog and that thing is absolutely terrified of everything. And, you know, if you're a science guy like me, you believe that we evolved from tiny little mammals that survived the asteroid impact Mm. and, it's you know, old, we've been terrified for millions of years. The you old know? fight or flight response. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, is there something to that? Or is everybody just crazy? You know, um, 40% of Americans, that's what I read, was uh, the amount of people, 40% of Americans, Canadians, and and British people. It was a... It was a... Anglo-Saxon. Anglo, yeah, yeah. 40% of Anglo-Saxons <laughs> yeah. Yeah, believe in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when there's so many individuals with so many stories, it's it's one of those things where unless everybody sees it, there's always going to be the skeptic like Bill Nye right there. Well, before I say this, uh, I'll throw out I'm about to probably upset somebody, so I'll put out my phone number 530-605-4567 if you'd like to call me and tell me how horrible I am. But as a non-Christian in Reading, I know a lot of Christians. I'm friends with a lot of Christians. My wife is Christian. And I have to ask myself, do all these people know something that I don't? Mm-hmm. Or are literally 80% of the people I know absolutely crazy? I have such definite answers to that question for you. Well, you're on the radio. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you have to ask that question. And I, I think, you know, and and out of respect and, and, and love for these people, you know, I have to accept that they believe. And therefore, I have to put some sort of credit to what they're saying. Because, like I said, my wife is Christian. I don't think that she's crazy. Yeah. You know, so I have to, to give the respect to that situation. And, uh, you know, do ghosts deserve that same attitude uh that we know so many people who have said this and said these things that well you know one of the things that i've found in 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 this i hate to bring up marketing right now but when you look at statistics all you know yeah it's all i know (laughs) when you look at statistics and what's going on in websites and 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 marketing material and all that the masses 
Just because the masses think something, agree to something, or doing something does not even come close to making it accurate or right. It's not that hard to get the masses to think something, mm-hmm. believe something, or yeah. do something. Yeah. So I, I put almost no validity ever into the fact that some group agrees. Now, I do have to say, because I am Christian, um, that I do think it's right, and I do think we know something that Christians don't know. Uh, but um, that not in a bad way. I just think that there's a certain certainty that we have there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I see it in their, in their faces when yeah. you talk to me. Yes. Yeah. But... Um, Having said that, that's got nothing to do with the fact that some billion people or whatever are Christians or Catholics or whatever. It's literally, I, I decided to know that. So same thing with ghosts. I don't put any validity to it because there's so many stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And I do have my own stories, which I'm not going to tell. But uh, Joe told mm-hmm. us a story last week, and he is now too scared to tell it. Yeah, uh, I can't be goated. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, where's the proof that it doesn't exist, I guess, right? Yeah. Right. But because the stories are so old and there are so and many so long. Yeah. that I think they deserve as much respect as they do skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. All right. So, uh, you know, I have a ghost story, and oh, I will tell it to you. There you, you go. Right. I actually have two that I've had. I don't know if they're... Uh, ghosts or not, you know, uh, one's a little heartwarming, you know, as I found, as I was asking around, a lot of them actually are. Um, after my mom died when I was 17, her best friend from high school came up and stayed with us and we were sitting there and, and we were talking about, you know, what happens after you die. And, you know, I was 17, you know, she was, you know, helping me out by giving me some spiritual advice and, Mm -hmm. She was talking about after her husband died that he wore a specific cologne Mm. and that she one day walked into the bathroom about six months after he died and was overwhelmed with the smell of his cologne. Yeah. And I was sitting there looking at her going, wow, you know, that's crazy. I wonder if something like that will ever happen to me, at which point all the lights in my house flicker. Uh You know, so that was like one of my... You know, have I have I been communicated with by an electromagnetic pulse? So that's a really interesting thing because, right, your brain processes your, the outer world and makes it into something that that you then discern as a feeling, a touch, a smell, sight. So, I mean, isn't that a bit of the question of it? it does a ghost even have to exist for, for us to, to perceive it? For us to perceive a ghost, mm-hmm. right? Um, is the ghost so strong in her memory? That even her memory generated the smell, and it's oh. as real as if he would have been there in the smell, right? Right. Or, Maybe her memory generated the flicker of the lights. Oh, now you, yeah, now you go that far. It could be the Maybe she's lights. like some sort of uh, so we get into like, medium or something. Medium, yeah. Well, medium's a big part of ghosts. But what if it is? What if it lives? What if it lives in your brain and it didn't even have to happen? Out so there? it was coming from Chauncey. Well, because of his memory, as be. as one of the possible reasons yeah. why that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. So uh, my other one is a little more scary. Mm -hmm. Okay, the lights are on, right? Yeah, lights are on. Yeah, right, right. All right, plug your ears. You got your blanket? I'm going to take my headphones off. Oh, that won't work. (laughs) You got your blanket? I'll get my blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am living with my girlfriend at the time, and I'm walking down the hall. I'm married now. That's why I clarify a girlfriend. The same, same woman? No. No. No, no, I, I traded up. <laughs> All right. So um, <clears throat> I'm walking down the hall, and I walk past my sliding glass doors, and I go to make sure that they're locked. And I 
and I want to look out the sliding glass doors. You do, you know, there's glass, something to look at. Out there. <laughs> I don't know. And the way the house is built is here's my sliding glass door. We would go down and hang a right, and there's the room. So the sliding glass door and the porch would lead right into the room where I was headed. And I go to look out the sliding glass door, and I become paralyzed with fear that there's something out there, and I don't want to see what it is. And I finally just lock the door and, and say, forget it. And, and I walk past. And I go down the hall, and I hang a right, and I turn into the room, the direct path that whatever this is would have been taking. And my girlfriend at the time is laying face down on the bed. And I say her name. I'm all, hey. And she doesn't move. And I'm all, uh, hey. And she doesn't move again. And then literally after about a minute and a half of my being kind of overwhelmed with this situation, Mm -hmm. she sits up really quick with this wild look in her eye and sort of fumbles around and then goes and runs in the connected bathroom and stares at herself in the mirror. And I'm all, what's going on with you? And she's just all, I I don't know. I was just so scared. I couldn't move. I didn't want to turn around. I didn't want to see what was there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you in your underwear? <laughs> I don't know. Does that make the story better for you? <laughs> but the it same makes it awkward. Yeah. Encompassing feeling that you had. Of the underwear? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. She had the same just utter terror where she just refused to look. And Even though she could look. hear you. Even though she could hear she me. She didn't want to know what that was. That she, That's it might not What you. was in between. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I feel like I would have already shot her with rock salt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just all. yeah. Yeah, I've watched Supernatural. Yeah, I like to make sure. I like to make sure they're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something to me like how Creep Show started. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm gonna have to go rewatch Creep Show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Steer clear of the third one. It uh, goes downhill. Yeah. All right. So um, we got a clip from Ed Warren explaining about what to do with ghosts. This is a big departure from Bill Nye. Ed Warren is. It what happens Catholic, if, if you run into a ghost? Which is a Christian. I'm sure I'll get some hate mail about that, too. But Catholics are Christians. They believe in Christ. But what? He's going to tell us what to do if you do. Yeah, yeah. He's going to give us a little insight on, on what to do. Uh, I which, think it would be cool if you get hate mail. I, I would love hate That's, mail. That would be cool. Yeah, because, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, I'm, I'm not really one to start hate mail. So if I get hate mail, then I get to send hate mail back. And then we're <laughs> we're like hate mail friends. Yeah, then you're, yeah, like hate pen pals. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Totally. Yeah. All right. Fire it off. What would someone do if they encountered a ghost? Well, Tony, it would all depend on the uh, circumstances, the situation, the whole thing. If you're in a car like Rod Veshi was driving along at 1.30 in the morning and a ghost suddenly appears alongside of you in your car, what can you do? Hmm. You know, and it comes so fast and then the apparition disappears quickly. So by the time that you're trying to figure out what you should do, it's already gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people, of course, would just be very startled. But if you're, say, a Christian, you're lying in bed, and uh, something wakes you up, and you look out into the darkness, and you see a ghostly figure there, a woman, a man, whatever it might be, uh, you simply make the sign of the cross in the direction that you're looking at it, and you would say, in the name of God, is there something that I can help you with? Uh, You shouldn't really hold a lot of communication with spirits. But in some cases, you're dealing with earthbound spirits, people who are very confused when they died. They don't understand why they're not in that physical body anymore. And they're drawn to the aura of a very sensitive person. And during the sleeping state, as you wake up, 
you are in a good situation where a spirit can reach you mm-hmm. because you're on that same astral level. <coughs> so I would suggest that you simply say, in the name of God, is there something that I can do to help you? If it's an evil spirit, it will disappear immediately. If it's a positive one, then you might get some com- communications. This is Ed Warren talking about what to do if you deal with ghosts. He was talking about positive and uh, negative ghosts. It seemed like he Mm -hmm. was talking about some of those different theories I brought up earlier. Like there was the people who were ghost bound or, you know, earth bound. And then, you know, there's also why they weren't in their body. Yeah. 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 Which would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're looking for. What about when the earth blows up? Where do they go? They go to another planet if you're a Scientologist. Do they float? Oh, that's right. Man, you are. <laughs> do you want to add any other ones? <laughs> you're good at this. <laughs> you need to give your P.O. box, not your phone number. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm fairly confident that we don't have a lot of Scientologists in Reading. Yeah. But, uh, you know, seeing how uh, I have some family members from throughout California listening, maybe they, uh, maybe they have spread the word. Mm-hmm. And maybe we do have some Scientologists. That's funny. Okay. But I'm not coming down on any religion. I hope, you know, I, I tread lightly around it because I really kind of respect the fact that people have their beliefs. You know, I'm, I'm an agnostic. I am not an atheist. I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm not hating on anybody for believing what they believe in. I say, power to you. As long as I get to believe what I get to believe, I'm, I'm totally down with you believing what, what you get to believe. And, Absolutely. And we're all good. Mm-hmm. Did you just eliminate all the hate mail right there? I uh, never mind. Yeah. So, um, how long do we have in this segment? Because I got a story. How long we got time? Okay. So, um, well, I don't know. I was probably nine, ten years old or younger, and uh, was with my dad and and his friend, another big construction workers, right? And they had a little nine, ten year old in the car, and we were driving out Placer, um, and they they craftfully elegantly described what horrors we were going to see as we passed the Igo uh, graveyard out there, right? Awesome. Mm. <laughs> to the point where I was on the floorboard of the truck in fear, waiting for those zombies and where they specifically said werewolves and all that. Uh, they used to love to do that to me. And so, uh, which probably explains a lot. Um, and so, I mean, they were, okay, Joe, look, when it's time... You know, we're going to protect you. We'll get you through this. And we were heading. It was the middle of the night. We were heading to go help someone move some stuff. It was pitch black dark. And so they, I mean, this was 35, 40 minutes coming from Reading all the way up through there. Mm -hmm. So we got through and they said, okay, we we didn't see any. We made it through. Well, then they had created so much tension that we pulled into uh, the driveway, this old um, dark driveway was coming up to house. We can help someone move furniture or something. And um, a German shepherd had jumped up and hit the side of the window. And my dad and his big, giant friend screamed like little girls and, <laughs> and floored the truck and had to stop before they ran into the garage. Because <laughs> they had created yeah. so much tension. They freaked yeah. themselves out. They freaked themselves yeah. out, which, of course, made me sure that there was really a werewolf out there by right. the reaction. Oh, you're right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, well, the, the, the young fear of dogs. Can, you know, this... This... this um, Brings up another question here before we go to break, which uh, we're about to, and that is, if there are ghosts, does everybody make a ghost? And if so, aren't we just swimming in a sea of ghosts and we're just not seeing them? Some of them are a little more 
vocal. Yeah, a little crafty at hiding. Absolutely possible. All right, let's talk about this more when we come back from the break. On Radio Wasteland. Tapestry, your pictures. Welcome back to Radio Wasteland. All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland. I'm Chauncey Howard. This is Christopher Robin. Hello. And the elusive producer, Joe McKenna. Hello. I don't have as cool of a voice. Hello. Nothing ghostly coming out of Joe. We've been talking about ghosts and whether or not they exist. Uh, give us a call at 530-605-4567. What to us. do if you come across a ghost. Yeah, yeah. We've learned that tonight. Right, right. Not nearly as entertaining as uh, when we learned what not to do when coming across a Bigfoot. Remember something about if you yelled at it, it'd punch you in the face or something? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to yell at it. I think you want to... Yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly know what you do if you come across Bigfoot. You know, uh, yeah, run, I guess. Play dead or run. Mm-hmm. I think that's... a. Uh, I think that's generally the case when it comes to anything. Anything bigger than you. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) So we've been discussing ghosts, whether or not they exist. What do you think? Do you think ghosts are real? Do you have a ghost experience? Well, apparently 40% of people in the West, Anglo-Saxon West, maybe I need to get a better... Let's just say in the United States. Terminology on that Western uh, civilization or Western cultures, right? Well, I mean, you know, Brazilians, they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. They're New Worldians. Like the I oldest ghost story that I remember was a couple of thousand years ago out of Greece. And hmm. somebody that would hear, a man heard chains rattling in his garden. And after a few nights, went to investigate and started digging around and found some remains and took them and gave them a proper burial and stopped hearing those chains rattling. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, I, I guess, you know, there's a couple of, of famous ones. What do you think of the uh, Winchester Mystery House? Uh, you I, think she was I just crazy was, or you think that was ghostly? I don't know because that was so much more built up in my head before I went there. Well, it used to be seven stories. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It used to be seven stories. And what was it, like And then three? there was an earthquake. By the time and we now it's it only three stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it, it so toppled due to shoddy construction. It must have been a lot more impressive. Right. Well, yeah. when you hear the whole story, though, right? So she feels guilty. And right. um, if I remember the story right, some, uh, some seance lady talks her into using her friend who owns a construction company to work <laughs> on the house a lot, right? Yeah. So yeah. some guy from back east comes out and, you know, works on the house, right? Right. So, uh, you know, I feel like that's more of a, a poor soul being taken advantage of. And I, I, I think sometimes that's something that happens with ghost stories, right? Is someone feels a loss so much that um, they want desperately. To- yeah, well, I mean, it brings up the, the possibility of not the place being haunted, but the person being haunted. You know, maybe she is haunted carrying the baggage of of this stuff and then therefore was easily taken advantage of. I agree though. I'm way into it. I think the building is absolutely awesome. I heard that you can do overnight stays now with beer and wine, which is like right on, you know. Would you stay in a haunted house? Oh, absolutely. Overnight? Oh, totally. 
Yeah? Yeah. You wouldn't even look out your sliding glass window. What? I still went to bed there that <laughs> Yeah, night. okay. So just making sure. Good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I would, would stay in a haunted place. You yeah. would? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I would stay alone because Terry has informed me that she will not. Yeah. She's happy to visit, but uh, when it comes to night-night time, she wants uh, cable television and pillow service. Yeah. yeah. She I wants think a I, hotel. I would, but you, I think I would be embarrassingly prepared. Like, like double barrel, um, rock salt and, and, and salt. Uh, you'd see me standing in a salt circle the whole time when it came time to go to bed. Yeah. What is it? it like silver nitrate or something? I'd have some of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Old school ghost hunting was much cooler. There's something, uh, you know, much more fun about the, you know, silver nitrate and the, and the Bible than there is about an EMP thing. And yeah. Well, wait a bit. Well, what about that though? Cause you know, you hear some of those recordings, where someone says they just put out the device and it recorded a voice, yeah, um, yeah. And, and they seem pretty uh, convinced, and, and you know they, they they seem authentic that they're not faking it. Of course, most fakers, great fakers, probably do seem authentic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But some of those are convincing. Yeah, they are. They are. I would like to meet somebody who provided me one to listen to, and they looked at me and was somebody that I knew that said, like, oh, man, this is... No, really, yeah, I heard that. Some are convincing, but some they play over and over with what they want you to hear, and you start to hear it. Like you were saying, what a good charlatan or something would do to you. Yeah, yeah, they say, did you hear the term murder in that? And you're like, oh, now I do. They're never all, brush your teeth. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or here's the lotto number. Right, right. It's never the lotto No, it's never the lotto number. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a quick uh, ghost story from Ed Warren. Um, maybe we should cover this. Ed Warren, for those who don't know, he was a demonologist, uh, worked with the Catholic Church, supposedly the only non-Catholic to deal with the Catholic Church when it came to exorcisms and stuff like that. His wife, Lorraine, was a medium and could communicate with the spirits. Uh, and this included, you know, demons and stuff like that. And they are famous here recently for being the basis for a couple of famous movies, uh, Insidious, The Conjuring, and Annabelle. And so uh, let's give a listen to what Ed has to say. A house in Woodstock, uh, Connecticut, which is almost on the Massachusetts border. Very interesting case. <coughs> Mrs. Florence Viner, who was, uh, I think she was Miss Connecticut or Miss, she was. She Miss, was Connecticut Miss Connecticut at one time. Mm-hmm. Very pretty looking lady. And she got married to an older man. They bought this old inn, mm-hmm. an old revolutionary inn it was, not realizing it that it was very haunted. And soon after they moved in, they had the farm hands, some of them who would live upstairs in this home. And uh, the farm hands would go to bed with knives under their pillows. One of them even had a gun, and they said, well, why do you have knives? Why do you have guns? And they said, well, we're frightened to stay up there, Mrs. Viner. She said, frightened of what? They told her that, you know, the doors would open and close, uh, the beds would shake, uh, they were scared, they would hear somebody running up the stairs, Mm -hmm. Uh, they would hear what sounded like a fight between two men going on, they would hear the clash of swords, and uh, this would really frighten them. So, one night she was home alone, and her husband didn't come home yet, she was waiting for him to come home, and all of a sudden she heard something opened the door pounding on the door opened the door footsteps ran up these stairs then she heard what sounded like a fight between two men and then two thumps 
Well, she said that, you know, she was so frightened. She went in and she got her 22 revolver. Jeez. She went upstairs, but she couldn't find anything. Came down again, and then she told about other incidents occurring where um, she would be lying in bed, and suddenly she would hear this loud, roaring sound. She said it sounded almost like a foundry. Hmm. And uh, her husband wouldn't hear a thing. He would be almost like in a state of thantomania, paralyzation. He was, she couldn't even wake him up. Then she would see this here glow, uh, and it would form into a ball, electromagnetic ghost ball. And then it would go into a cigar shape, and she'd see this dark form moving all around the room, a shadow ghost. But I think it's important, um, Tony, to realize, or for our viewers to realize, like Ed just gave reference to her husband and how he was affected. Mm -hmm. That is very, very common. The majority of the cases that are brought to our attention, they will tell us the woman of the house. Remember that women are more sensitive. Do you think that women are more sensitive to ghosts? I think women are more sensitive to lots of things. Yeah, they're certainly smarter mm-hmm. until you figure that's right why they with the us women are yeah smarter they're smarter but you know that song no we don't that's, have that cute that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so what'd you think of that um i missed half of it no <laughs> good, good sorry good. but i gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's you know it's interesting hearing it from you know our our tv is just so over Whelmed and inundated with these shows of this pseudoscience, as Wikipedia likes to call it, or fringe science, as, as uh, I prefer, because it sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, it's interesting for me to catch some of this more religious take on it. Um, you know, and, and nowadays, a lot of the time, they'll pull in a medium, but the, the religion that they tend to be pulling from is a little bit unique to them, you know. Yeah. A little uh, like a hodgepodge of stuff that they've put into their own little belief system. I don't know. Mediums in general are, are generally. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that deaths, changes too much of on what's going on with with the event or the story besides the way it's being presented by, you know, if the person is religious or not religious. Right. But no, I think no, the I, information and everything yeah. else that you see is going to be pretty much the same. Oh, absolutely. And, and that is interesting that, mm-hmm. that regardless of these people, you know, a lot of the times you hear consistencies yeah. that go across multiple belief systems and it makes you start to wonder. Yeah. Like, multiple oh. religions, cultures. Right. Across right. the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Like I hate to bring up zombies. Okay. You love bringing up. <laughs> I love bringing up zombies. <laughs> but zombie ghosts. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That would be bad. Ghosts then you can't shoot them in the head. Ghosts. No, no. Yeah. But could we put a ghost in a zombie and yeah. just get a person back? Oh, wow, that's a great idea. Actually, I've read a book about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, zombies are in culture after culture after culture, and these cultures oh, really had no way of talking, you know, wraiths and all these different things that if you read it through, you know, these cultures had a term for zombies, and same with ghosts and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So you have to wonder what is going on that it's that these stories and these things are making it into these different cultures and into now. Well, I think Bill Nye definitely had something to say about that when he said that we have an ancient fear of death and that, you know, ghosts and zombies are prime examples of yeah. of yeah, the, ideas the of what happens dead, when literally. you die. You know, I leave, the body stays. There are the two things that scare me. Yeah. All right, so next week, 
Let's talk about Ouija boards. We're going to discuss Ooh. Ouija boards. Yeah. Milton, Bradley, Milton Bradley or Tool of the Devil? Isn't it crazy that the Milton Bradley made that? So have you used a Ouija board? Do they work? Well, Parker supposedly, before that, they were called spirit boards, supposedly, but I'm not sure how much truth there is. There. Yeah, yeah. Ouija boards. Well, we'll find out next week. Next week. On Radio Wasteland.